When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 303 of Sustainable Minimalist, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. It is nearly fall, and here in New England, the leaves are already starting to change ever so slightly. And so to commemorate the change in seasons, on today's show, we are discussing how to go with the flow, so to speak, as our seasons of life also change. Today, I am speaking with certified life coach Jenny Shafitz about conducting that seasonal needs assessment. And the reason why you may want to consider conducting one is because time is moving forward very darn fast, isn't it? Our needs change with time, our priorities change, perhaps even our goals change as we move through our respective seasons of life. And so as life moves forward, we can get stuck underneath heaps of possessions that no longer serve us. We can also get stuck in an unfulfilling job or in a stagnant relationship or in a home that no longer flows or functions, hence the need for the needs assessment. That's what we're discussing today. Jenny, so thrilled to have you on the show. I would like to start today's conversation by you telling us about the moments leading up to you conducting that critical needs assessment. So why did you do that whole house declutter? You were living in a nice large house with your happy family. You had a lot of stuff. Everything seemed on the outset to be being lovely, to be going well. Why did you feel the pull to do that needs assessment? So as I looked at my life and saw the things that were not operating the way I wanted, I took a pause. Once I got to a healthy place in my life where I felt like I was the person I was meant to be, I could, on an inward level, I was able to look at my physical surroundings and say, what have I created in my space that doesn't align with who I really am? What have I purchased? What have I built that was really keeping up with the Joneses? What did I do that was really 
about fitting in with my neighborhood or fitting in with my town. I started to walk around my house and say, why do I have this stuff? And a lot of it was brought to me through generational clutter as our parents moved They just brought stuff to our house and I felt obligated to keep it because how do you turn away when people bring things to your house? But also things that I picked up that I felt like, oh, well, isn't that what what a happy housewife is supposed to have? Lots of platters. Because when people come over, I'm supposed to entertain and have a whole array of things on the island to provide for a dinner party. And so I started looking around my house saying, but we aren't hosting a lot of dinner parties. Why do I have these things? Or candlesticks, wedding gifts that that are still in boxes. Or things that I registered for that I was told to put on a wedding registry. And yet they don't align with the lifestyle that I live. Being a very casual mom that's more likely to have popcorn on the couch with my kids than have an intimate dinner party with crystal candlesticks. And so I started walking around my house telling my husband, when's the last time we took these out? When's the last time we used this? That we had so many cabinets that I would need not just a step stool, I'd need a full ladder to get to things. And because we had so much cabinetry, we filled it because that's the American way to fill every bit of space that we have. And so... I finally, about six months ago, I I went, I definitely went extreme and I walked around the house and I said, this is too much. We don't need this space. We need about half this space. And I do still have kids at home. And so downsizing, I know, isn't for everyone, especially everyone who has kids at home. But we were living in about 3,400 square feet, which is a lot by my standards, not by everyone's, especially in the neighborhood where I was living. We were using all the space, but it was still too much. A lot of people in life, they take the path of least resistance. So you mentioned candlesticks and platters. It's much easier to accept the gift or take the item and put it in a cabinet, stick it in the basement, maybe stick it in the attic. Instead of doing the hard work and sitting with the item, sitting with the thing, sitting with the life choice even, and deciding, does this fit? Does this work Mm -hmm. with the season of life I'm in? We want to enjoy the present moment, but we all often think that enjoying the present moment has to be a white knuckle grip on everything we have on the stuff. Do you have any words of encouragement for some people who have a lot of stuff in their homes? Maybe it's the baby crib from when their child was a baby and now the baby is 16. They don't need a crib, but they don't want to let go of the stuff because letting go of the stuff would really be acknowledging that that season of life, that phase is gone. Do you have any words of encouragement for them? Yes. Letting go of emotional belongings is really hard. We do get emotionally attached to belongings. My mother died when I was 18 and I clung to her China, not more than my own wedding China. I clung to her wedding China so much that I even bought more of it when I saw it at an estate sale in my town. I collected more of it and we had about 32 place settings of it, which we hardly ever used. And finally, As we were selling our home and downsizing this past spring, 
I looked at that China and I decided to put it on Facebook Marketplace because enough was enough. And it was it, it was so special to me. I had grown up using it at holiday dinners, but we were downsizing and it took up so much space as that baby crib. And it was very painful for me. And I looked at it through teary eyes and I thanked that China for the memories. And I get teary eyed now thinking about it. And so what I did, and I know you cannot do this with a crib, but I kept a few dishes of it. This is where the hard work comes in. You thank that thing for the memory, for the gift that it brought you and your family. You thank it for the gift that it gave you. You recognize the joy that it brought your family and the joy that it'll bring someone else. And know that you cannot carry this piece. You have to, at a certain point, do the emotional work. Thank it for the joy that it brought to you. Take a picture of it. Carry that with you. And sit with, and this is where I do breath work with my clients. Do the visualization work. Do the meditations. And sit with the emotions recognizing the memories, the joy, the laughter, and all that good time. Yes. What I think you're really speaking to there is essentially letting go of the past. Like we tend to hold on to items because they provide memories of a loved one or provide memories of a wonderful time in our lives. And so many of us think when we let go of the thing, we're letting go of the person or letting go of the memory. But what I hear you saying there is that's not the case. Letting go of the item doesn't also erase the memories. Yes. And I have the memories, even if I didn't save some of those dishes, if I let them all go, letting go of my mother's china is not letting go of my mother. We attach so much meaning to these tangible items, and it's a disservice to ourselves. And so we move from home to home with these boxes. And it's not just collecting dust on the thing, it's collecting dust on our soul. So for anybody listening right now who is thinking to themselves, you know, this sounds like a lot of work conducting a needs assessment, looking at my stuff, determining whether it actually fits in with the current season of life I'm in. What benefits have you experienced firsthand after doing this very hard work? It truly is a weight lifted and it has allowed this amazing conversation to take place. When I was 18, my mother died. And my father shut the door on our house and sold it while I was in college. He decided that the home was full of memories and it was time for him to move on. And he remarried and sold the house with everything. He did an estate sale and sold everything. And as a child of that loss, I felt uprooted and homeless, essentially. I vowed I would never do that. I was going to get married, buy a house, and live in it with my for my kids to live in and come back to forever and ever. And lo and behold, here I am with two teenagers, and I did the opposite. I sold the house, and they said, but what about us? This is the house we're supposed to come back to forever and ever. 
And I got to open this conversation and teach them the house is wood and siding and concrete. It's not love. It's not laughter. Wherever I go is your home. You will always have a key. You will always have our inside jokes and memories. And you don't ever need an invitation. So it's really been, as far as this whole needs assessment and conversation, it's been an amazing opportunity. And I don't know where I heard it, if it was your podcast or someone who you had on, who I then listened to, but I heard someone use the expression stored at the store. You don't have to own everything. You can store it at the store. So when I got rid of beach chairs and umbrellas and I heard someone say, just remember, they can store it at the store. And then someone wanted to go to the beach. And I said, oh, for Pete's sake, I sold all my beach chairs and umbrella and mats and everything. And I remembered that's what friends are for. You can borrow stuff from people. There's the Facebook buy nothing pages. And I don't need to have everything. White space is nice. And I think you said blank space is a beautiful thing. So Jenny, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to apply the concept of the needs assessment to other areas of our lives beyond our stuff. So we're going to get there after a quick break from our sponsor. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items, and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. And we are back with Jenny Shafitz. She is a certified life coach. She recently conducted a major needs assessment of her belongings. She sold her house. She got rid of a lot. 
Jenny, as you're talking today and telling us your story, I'm thinking about how we're talking about stuff. We're talking about possessions. This is a minimalism podcast, but it's also an intentional living podcast. And so it occurs to me that we can conduct this needs assessment, this concept of the needs assessment with intangibles. Perhaps we're in a job that doesn't serve us or a relationship that we've grown out of. The opportunities to apply this beyond stuff are endless. And that's what I love about talking about decluttering because decluttering is about stuff, but it's really about the stuff inside, the soul, the stuff we're holding on to. And so for anybody listening right now who's thinking, I really need to conduct a needs assessment of my life, of my goals, of my friendships, of my job, et cetera, et cetera. What are some first steps for them? Great question. I love that. That for me was one of the beautiful things that came out of the pandemic was just being home and really being quiet, being in the stillness and being with my family without the noise and being forced to not leave, not go to work, not go to the store, not go out with friends. As far as that needs assessment, it really was, what do I need in my life? When I'm not going anywhere, what do I need? What feels right in my life? Do I need, what kind of social interaction do I need? Because I, prior to pandemic, I was going to a lot of social functions. And I found that I wasn't doing that because I needed to. I was doing it because I felt peer pressure into it. I got an invitation that I felt I needed to go to, not because I wanted to go to. And my time alone during COVID gave me a chance to reflect on how I could thrive that met spiritual, emotional needs in an aligned way. What I hear you saying is that you leaned into the pandemic. You allowed yourself to sit, be quiet, listen to the voice inside your head. And I love that you mentioned that because if we're all being honest with ourselves, I think we would all silently agree that there is a voice inside of us. And even if things look great on the outside, even if we have all the platters and all the crystal candlesticks and all the stuff and things on the outside look really great, there is that voice inside of us telling us that something might not be right. If everything's right, you don't have that voice. But if if there's something out of whack, something that's not aligned, the voice inside is telling us. And if we make the time for the silence, that's when we really get to tune in and listen to that voice. I would also say too, just a personal tip for me is that time's passing quickly, seasons of life change, time and moments seem to slip through our fingertips. And so we hold on tighter. We freeze. We stay still. We don't want to act because we're scared. But I do believe that life is more enjoyable and the act of living is easier almost when we learn to go with the flow, go with the tide, let life take us. So for anybody listening who's afraid not to just get rid of their stuff, perhaps, but to make a big life change, perhaps change your job, the sky's the limit with regard to big life changes. But if you have that voice inside that's telling you that a change needs to be made, don't be afraid. Go with the flow. That's what life is for. We're not here to have the easiest existence. We're here to make the most out of however much time we're given. Do you have anything to say on that, Jenny? 
I love that. And flow is one of the states that is really hard for a lot of people. We are so prone to the grip. Notice how many times during the day your shoulders are tight when you're driving, when you're on an uncomfortable phone call. Just drop the shoulders and take a breath. So often people go through a full day without taking a mindful breath. And so that would be my invitation to everyone today is just start there. Start there. You don't have to sell your house. You don't have to declutter everything. Just start with a mindful breath. Give yourself that gift. Just begin there. Yes, I love that. That is such a good tip. And it's it's such a simple tip, but nobody does it. It's so simple. <laughs> nobody does it. Just take a breath. Relax your shoulders take a breath, tune into that inner voice that we all have that is saying something and then declutter your platters. <laughs> Jenny, I want to thank you so much for coming on and I wish you so much joy and happiness and success in your next season of life. Thank you so much. Same to you. Thank you so much for having me. Listeners, that's a wrap. Show notes at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 303. I'm going to keep this goodbye really short, really sweet today. Here is your monthly reminder to please rate, review the show if you like it, if you're receiving benefit from the show. And I thank you so much for continuing to listen as your seasons of life change. I will see you on Thursday and take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion? Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.